maybe in like a decade, I'll look back and say, oh, this is what my career has been. And I'll like explain it to you. But that could just be contract after contract. I don't know. The definition of career is interesting. Welcome to Hi Mom, Let's Talk. This is our mom and daughter podcast. I'm Ingrid. I'm the daughter. I live in New York. And I'm Vicky, the mom. I live in Los Angeles. We're figuring out life from opposite coasts. Doing our best to cultivate a raw and transparent relationship that is also generous and safe. So mom, let's talk. Hi mom. Hello Ingrid. Let's talk about careers as a finale. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked a lot about careers, lots of different stages. Last week, we talked about what it's like to enter a career post-grad and whether or not that is is initially your lifelong career. Um, And so the next portion of the linear story uh, is to talk about a full-blown career when you've gone past those first few jobs out of college and you, you spend a lot of your life doing one thing. Yeah. Now, neither of us, actually, truth be told, have had like classically American dream corporate careers. I not old enough to have had a career yet. And you have a really wonderful and different story. And dad has had a more classic career, at least for 20 years. He was at the same in the same industry through the same corporation. So I'm interested in our conversation. It's a little more open-ended. Sometimes I have lots of goals for exactly what we want to hit, and I don't quite so much this time, but I am still excited about our conversation in general. What is it like? What what are we thinking about when it comes to career of longevity, and how do we think that informs a mom and daughter relationship? Yeah, I think like that's the classic Ozzy and Harriet story, probably of the 50s and 60s. So there's probably not a lot of people in the world in the United States that uh, have one do one thing for a long period of time. That's true. That's true. They probably move move around. Although it is, I, we do know several people who have kind of gotten going in their late 20s, early 30s, and then kind of stayed in that vein for many, many years. Yeah. I, I think perhaps to that end, a place to start is to just reiterate one story I told last week, which is that I have a roommate from New York who talks about the fact that she just got this job in the hospitality industry earlier this year, but she's worked up the ranks pretty quickly and is a manager now of her one location and thinking about continuing up this ladder. And she describes herself as now being like a hospitality professional and working in this industry and has sort of taken on the mantle of, I think this is going to be my career. Hmm. And that might change and who knows exactly what that looks like, but that's the way that she describes it as mm-hmm. as a place that she totally fell into because she happened to need a job after a year of global pandemic unemployment. But she's decided she likes it and she has found success there. And so she's kind of claiming it now as probably a large portion of her adulthood story going forward. Hmm. And I do think that that is a far more accurate story, perhaps, for the way that a lot of people find their career Mm -hmm. than what we also talked about last week, which is the idea of the, like, dream job that you land eventually. Not everyone has a dream job. And even when you do, sometimes your path goes a different direction. And then here you are after a decade in a job that has become your career. So that is at least 
if you're going to talk about like the young adult perspective, which is the perspective that I often bring to this table, <laughs> it's possible that as, as I begin a career or as someone like me begins a career, it could feel like we were just kind of falling into it. And within the mom-daughter relationship that might be presented to mom as like, well, I've got this one-off thing. And then everyone's sort of together. It's sort of dawning on the family as a whole. Oh, this is becoming a bigger part of your life. Oh, this is staying here. All of a sudden, perhaps the things I'm talking to you on the phone every night are like more and more involved with this job that I have. And you start to realize, oh, she's invested here. She's Mm -hmm. This is something that I'm invested in too now as a supporter of you Mm -hmm. and kind of like a a rest of his history sort of scenario. Well, it is it is interesting to see where the give and take is and in work relationships where you get seen and noticed and where you get recognized, I will say, and then possibly promoted if, if there's the type of position that you're in. I mean, most places you work, there is a the, the type of position where you can get promoted. And you got recognized even at your Trader Joe's job. You were given the order writer job and you were given the trainer of trainees a new hire's job. So we were able to support you in that and see where you were you were given more. And and that the the job you have now, you kind of went out for more of like a supervisory role, right? That's right. That seems like too extreme a word. But yeah, <laughs> I did. I I came and got hired for this performance gig and then did a second interview to be the captain of my team. Mm-hmm. So I do have a sort of leadership role. And that's a good point that at Trader Joe's, I did continue to like develop leadership positions and found joy in that. And so there is a world in which I would have gone out for the manager position and continued to work up the ladder. And I like I have thought before about like, hmm, that's an interesting story, like path my life could take where I like end up in the heights of the Trader Joe's corporation. Like who knows, you know, and that is a role that so far I have expressly decided not to take. Mm -hmm. So when one is choosing a career, sometimes it is opposite from what seems like could be the easy promotion. Mm -hmm. It would be easy for me, just like my roommate, to say, this is where I'm getting success and so I'm going to keep going here. And instead, what I have shared with you, we're going to like keep talking about our relationship and according to careers, Mm -hmm. is I don't want Trader Joe's to be my career and sort of like a petition for you to support me in, you know, like turning down some of those Mm -hmm. promotions in affirmation of this career in the arts that I would like, Mm -hmm. which is far less easy to call a career because it is like (laughs) one-off jobs and contract after contract and I guess in that sense a career is just like anything that you've done for a long amount of time and so maybe in like a decade I'll look back and say oh this is what my career has been and I'll like explain it to you but that could just be contract after contract I don't know the definition of career is interesting like it's like kind of what I talk about with my clients is like what is the bucket category of description so we have friends who they might describe themselves as writers but their career has been working on different contracts for different programs all their life or I have a friend who is an author, so her career is also as a writer, but she's a a novel author, a book author. But she also has different projects she works on. So, And I guess that's what a business would be, too. So my career officially is in education, but it's kind of I've alternative education. It's not like the standard public school education. So and that is a good thing to recognize and to come to. And so I would say if someone were going to say, what is your career? I've heard you describe before I'm an actor, singer, dancer. So or I'm a you could say performer, but that's a little vague. 
performer. You do. Or musical you say theater performer. performer. But actor, singer, dancer is like a little bit more specific. It's still a category, but it's right. It's a combination. Sometimes you just say actor. Yeah, it depends who I'm talking to. Finn, you know what I most often say when I am not on a contract? <laughs> I say, I am an actor, which means I work at Trader Joe's. <laughs> and that gives a little chuckle and gives a lot of context for my life. <laughs> well, I also like, we, we've talked about this before, but I like that you said it, I have a survival job. We It's kind of sad that we define ourselves by what we do. I am a, and hmm. that's kind of hard because a lot of times I didn't do like paid things, but it's like a full time, you know, I, I, I am a mom. <laughs> So that means I'm the chief financial officer, the That's chief right. operating officer, the, <laughs> the chief logistics officer at at this at this uh, little mini corporation we call Recadol. Head of culinary, <laughs> head of transport. Yeah, it's not very glamorous, but yeah, it's kind of like a mindset. I think career has to do with mindset a little bit. Like where where do I spend my waking moments thinking about a little bit? Hmm. Yeah. You mentioned last time how when you got out of college, there was a lot of looking for the jobs that you might have. You know, those first few jobs you weren't necessarily interested in. And everyone has their own story. But like some of those jobs, like your marketing job could have been something that you just decided to like keep going with and and make a career. Yeah. Although you talk pretty quickly about like not loving that job, Mm -hmm. which is probably a part of the reason you didn't do it. I don't know. Can we brainstorm a little bit? What do we think as life goes on and as careers take their twists and turns? What is the role of a mom in a daughter's life? Let's just start there as she watches her daughter like get through career. I don't know. What what have you appreciated? I guess yeah, like I am I'm not very far into it yet. So now we get to speculate our futures. <laughs> well, I think that you have appreciated the support that we have given you and to a degree even on occasion, not consistently, but on occasion, financial support. So sponsorship, like we have used and we've said this before that many artists performing or visual artists have benefactors that underwrite their life, that help pay their rent, help pay their room and board so that they can do the creative work. And when they get paid for it, they get paid for it. So that would be like the benefactor. So there has been occasions that we have worked as that. So I would say that we have the privilege of being able to do that. And I would think that many families in different socioeconomic ranges do that to one degree or another where they say, come live here again. I mean, you're across the country, but some people are like, yes, you can still live at our house or in our back house while you're getting your career up and going kind of thing. Yeah. You know what? I think that's a really good point simply because I think it's when I'm when you're starting out in a career especially if it well I don't know I think it probably is kind of across the board because you always start start out you always start out at the bottom of the totem pole and there's like a hefty amount of dreaming that goes with the steps you're taking actively it has been really powerful for you and dad to support me in the career that I have named that I want Mm -hmm. versus the one perhaps that is like more easily accessible like a Trader Joe's job couching things like in a way that says we're sponsoring you or as an artist here or those kinds of things is helpful for me because it is easy for me with a value for responsibility, etc. to say I need to earn all my own money and I'm going to like pull myself up by my own bootstraps. And what's been powerful for me as a person that has survival jobs and is trying to keep my own life running as a young adult and learn how to do that is for your generosity to come through and say, 
hey, for this time, we will support you financially in, in like this pocket or in this way. Because what it's done is reaffirmed to me that I can be an artist <laughs> mm-hmm. and that that's a viable career and that that is like that that's a respectable career. Well, as you know, and we would just tell everybody we are waiting for the tour bus. So if we that's sponsor right. you now, someday all strings attached. We're antis- yes, someday there will be a tour bus associated with our sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got to go on someone's tour bus one time. Uh, the violinist for the Jonas Brothers, Krista Block, thank you. Uh, she had a lovely tour bus, That's and right. we and ant- fully we anticipate having a decked out tour bus just like that. <laughs> well, good. I hope to be able to give that to you. <laughs> no, but for in re- in reality, like I think that is a. I think you hit a big part of what the role of mom and dad is in a young adult's life as they like embark upon a career is to listen intentionally to what your child names as the career that they want Mm -hmm. and be active in supporting that Mm -hmm. even if it looks like they have a lot of plates spinning you know Mm -hmm. it it could really be it could be easy to get sidetracked or or excited about some of these other things that they like have up in the air and they're doing to keep themselves afloat and all of those things are wonderful to celebrate but that's i think it's powerful that you have taken heed of where i have shared my like heart and dreams to be in addition to patient and happy enough to hear about my like everyday survival job life yeah and i think it makes a difference that you have chosen something and stuck to it for so long yeah possibly talked about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation yeah so you haven't done a lot of things on a whim and i can understand i think the last episode i alluded to you know my parents not supporting me going into musical theater which i could have done but they you know my dad was like why don't you do that as an avocation not a vocation and then when i had the idea of about physical therapy, I was ready to be focused and jump on that train and stay on that. But they hadn't seen that. They hadn't seen me be interested in math or science at all. So they thought that that was like too big of a stretch from what I had been interested in. So they weren't at a place where they were like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna support this and and sponsor this. But you, you know, kind of demonstrated from a young age that you were interested in theater and then you've really stayed on that train the whole time so it's been a little easier for us to support you and and when you said oh I would like to take this voiceover intensive or this musical theater intensive that's like specific concrete like a smart goals <laughs> measurable yeah. achievable relevant right. time bound all, all of those so where we were we like yeah Okay, we can we can sponsor this chunk right yeah. here. I remember you saying to people right when I moved to New York, I think we've told the story before that like pe- people would look at you and be like, "Aren't you going to be so sad and aren't aren't you like heartbroken that she's moving across the country?" What I remember you saying was like, first of all, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard and sad and different, but you said it wasn't surprising because if nothing else, like she's been talking about performing since she was 10. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it was a new thing particularly. It's just it was coming into fruition now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I still feel that way. It's sad. I would love to have you be able to pop over for dinner and see you 
more often, but my heart is happy with, you know, your decision, your contentment. And I think that's what most parents want is they want contentment of their child. They want the, to see their child thrive in life. And I have always felt like you have been on that path to thriving. You know, there's been, there was some kind of lonely, quiet years <laughs> in New York. Last year was fairly quiet, but you were pretty resourceful in the middle of it. And your first year was hard and lonely, but I saw you on the path to figuring out life. So I think that's what most parents want for their children if they can. Yeah. In, the, in some regard, it's been easier for me as a parent not to be too enmeshed in your life because I can't see you all the time. And I I'm, uh, yeah, far away. <laughs> you're not over all the time. You're not eating out of my fridge. <laughs> and in some regard, it's easier because you are farther away and I get to have check-ins with you, but it's not all the time. So yeah, I think that's true. It's a healthy uh, distance. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we can talk about when it comes to careers is to flip that. We've talked about mom into daughter's life, but with the theme of like adult coming into adulthood together, I have learned a lot in the last few years about what it means to be interested and supportive of you in your career as like a friend or a like fellow supporter, someone that like can hold a little more weight in our relationship mm. than I could when I was just like the kid. Possibly, obviously, like a lot of this just has to do with age, but also possibly because I am not eating out of your fridge, you know, <laughs> or like asking you for gas money. And as I have grown up and I have younger sisters that are also rapidly growing up. We'll talk about like empty nesting and that is like a, a different lease on your life. And you've mm -hmm. jumped into career in a very different way in the last few years too. And so I've found that we have found a like really important aspect now that I think about it to our relationship that does have to do with your career in education mm -hmm. and me investing in, in you in that way as well. Yeah, that's where the tables are turned on the relationship in the emptiness and the mom sometimes is left saying, what am I going to do with myself now? And I do know, I knew, I know many moms in that age of life and some of them who have the freedom and the financial luxury to just go travel. I have friends that <laughs> are just traveling. They're just going from one child in one state to visit another child in another state. And so they spend a lot of time traveling and not everybody has that financial freedom. And then I, I know moms that have gone back to work and, and some moms are uh, comfortable doing more of a, a, le a less like thoughtful job they're, they're comfortable working at the Trader Joe's working at the Target working at the Walmart oh that's a good point a lot of empty nesting moms go go get like a, yeah. a social job yeah <laughs> oh, yeah that's a great point I, I I know a lot of moms that do that it is good pay it's consistent hours they can say I just want to work this hours there's a lot of variety there you get to talk to different people it's yeah. kind of fun I have a handful of moms and they've been at different levels in their lives like I know a mom that she was like a creative in a creative marketing firm for years and then she kind of had her kids and did that part-time and when she went back to work she was like you know what I don't want to bring work home I just want to work for a few hours six eight hours and then be off the clock and not have to think about it again there's a lot of people that like that totally. kind of job I know one mom that was an RN and then she kind of stepped away to have kids and raise her kids and then she went she was like I don't want to 
go back and be an RN. That's like way too much work. So she also <laughs> is doing, you know, something. Oh, I know one mom that like she kind of turned to creativity. She discovered she wanted to be like uh, create greeting cards and things like that. So oh yeah, like Etsy shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it is fun to see my friends that where they're like, oh, I think I'm going to do this if they can and, you know, start up start up their business. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. It, you know, what I hear in your voice is like a different level of excitement and maybe like new dreams and creativity that that couldn't be the center of attention for a long time because you were CEO mm-hmm. of your household, Yeah, which is the biggest of jobs. So that's just fun to hear you like talk about a second career in those terms and in terms that are a little bit more self-centric in in a really positive and healthy way, I think, Mm -hmm. especially since you've spent decades, you know, being shaped by your experiences and have like a very different sense of self than you would have at the beginning of having kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a valuable thing too. goes along with the arcs in life that we talk about and having someone something to look forward to. I just particularly in my space, I decided to go back to grad school and to kind of formalize what I've done, which is there's not a lot of people that do that when their kids are in college. But there are some people that when their kids go to college, then they go to college or they get their master's degree. And like what I'm going to grad school for is a continuation of what I already do. So it's like the formal version of what I do. But that has been a fun aspect of our relationship because it was sort of like I went to college, got out, and then like pretty immediately in the couple years you went to college. And so there were like a few places where like we talked about when we did the um, the living together as adults mm-hmm. episode, there were places where I actually had more recent expertise, even though you were the one going back, like going back to school and, mm-hmm. hey, like, here's what Quizlet is. Here's what it, here's the way to work, like research something, you know, and that, and that was really fun mm-hmm. to, to be in that with you. Those study guides. I remember studying for some psychology tests and you're like, what's that class called? And you just looked it up and you're like, guess what? There's a study guide on <laughs> it. I was like, um, that's a little too easy. <laughs> uh, not too easy. Resourceful. Yes, it was. It was good and resourceful. I think it's really important to name those places where the the young adult has more more recent expertise because that is like one of the big hallmarks of the child and parent relationship is that the parent has more authority because they have more expertise and more life under them. Mm-hmm. And that's important. But when you're starting to cultivate a relationship that you would rather be a little more egalitarian, it's got to come with like places where you allow yourselves to explore sharing that kind of authority or expertise and mm-hmm. celebrating each other in that. The goal, I, is, I guess, would be to be able to celebrate each other's expertise versus feeling like it was threatening to each other, mm-hmm. you know? And instead, I, I think we have the extra advantage that we happen to be interested in really similar things. So you're going back to school mm-hmm. in the education realm, and I went to school in the education realm. And so I take a lot of joy in our deep, long conversations, rambling conversations about education and the clients that you have and what I have done in, in classrooms and outside of classrooms. Mm-hmm. So that's specific to us. But the theme of it is that we, I'm, me as the young adult, has the responsibility to be just as interested in your new career as I would like you to be in mine. And that, that has to be a two-way relationship. And that's 
just as much on me. Those are the words of a, of a responsible young adult to even hear you <laughs> use the word responsibility coming out of your mouth is a beautiful thing for a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for using that word. That's an excellent yeah. vocabulary word because I'm not sure that everybody would characterize it that it's your responsibility. It's just, it is your privilege and it is your interest because you're in relationship with me and you want to be in relationship with me. So thank you. That's right. <laughs> thank you for making it two-way. That's right. I mean, I don't mean responsibility in a way that would say that you are like requiring it of me or that it like, like it's not interest is a is also a good word to pair there because it isn't about duty. It can't be a, just a dutiful thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. If you and your mom are really looking to rebuild a relationship that feels a little bit more equal or, or centered in the present versus in the past, it does mean that you have to do just as much work as your mom is doing, which as we've talked over and over about is different from childhood because in childhood there's a lot of why isn't mom doing all of the work so that's just why I named it that way (laughs) I'm glad you're finding a career and I'm finding a career and uh, whatever we call it along the way it's all right it's been good talking to you about this yeah I agree we it's been a a good little journey of career stages and I'm glad of what we we found in this one I wasn't sure what we were gonna find but I don't know I like these takeaways that you don't have to name your career until hindsight, if you don't want to. <laughs> and what's most important in our relationship is that we stay present and and listening to what each person seems to care about most and, and to be engaged in that. Yeah, and find ways to support each other as we can. Yeah. So thanks for supporting me, Mom. <laughs> thanks for supporting me. Have a good week, mm-hmm. Ingrid. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hi Mom, Let's Talk. If you liked hanging out with us, please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback and your support. You can find more relationship tools on our website, HiMomPodcast.com. If you'd like to suggest a topic or share your own story, you can DM us on Instagram at HiMomPodcast or write us through our website. Special thanks to Sienna Ryder for editing our podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon.